Good hour. Ben Ennis is here. Hey, buddy. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Children. Yeah, that's a good way to start. Hot well, start. sorry. I, I, did, I, I was, oh, you, my wife you forgot. is in the shower, just started singing. Oh, right that's what that was? That wasn't children? Nice. Oh, no. that's tough. That's a tough look. Hey, good for her. Jessica, radio debut for yeah. singing. Is it she any good? Uh, you know what? Honestly, we've been married now over 10 years. We've been together like longer than that, yeah, almost no. 20 years. Yeah. And I've only ever heard her like jokingly sing. Like, and I, oh, and I she's one of those. I want to hear her really sing. No, you don't. Because I think like there might actually be something there. Oh, but no, wow. I, I, You're trying to uncover talent? You're going to bring her to Canada's Got Talent? Yeah, yeah maybe. Yeah. Actually, is that even still the way they do it? Or because it's like, what's the Howie Mandel one now? Isn't that Canada's Got Talent? Um, it, like, oh, it is. Oh, okay. Whoops. Wait, no. Sorry, I, Canadian Idol is what I was thinking of. Oh, no. I was thinking. Austin's like, you're thinking of X Factor. I'm like, oh yeah, right. There's a million of these shows. Yeah. American Idol was pretty successful. Hey, like it spun off yeah. into basically People everything. People like that one. Yeah, they, they did. did. Yeah, made some money. I even watched a full season of Idol as a kid. I watched the full Ruben Stuttered season. I, I never did. Can't yeah, say that dude. I ever did. I know I who Ruben Stuttered it. is. Did he win? Or because yeah. like there's a couple like it was early on yeah. in the in the show's run, like you didn't even dude. have to win, right? Like you could just be on the show yeah. and you were a big star. Buddy, you want a history lesson in what I believe is American Idol season two? He okay. beat he beat Clay Aiken. And Clay right. Aiken went on to be the star. That's and right. Ruben was yeah. the Ooh. he just didn't take off. He no. never hit. Ruben he never didn't want to win. Like winning was yeah, bad. Yeah, it guess. was bad for him. Yeah, he just he he disappeared. Now he's like, it's like when you look at famous draft boards, you look at the bus, and you go, oh man, they took Greg Oden over Kevin Durant. <laughs> it's like that's <laughs> that's one of those. Ruben <laughs> over Clay is uh, the listen. Oden. A totally uninformed opinion here. Yeah, Ruben Stuttered got screwed. Like that guy had the true talent. You know what? He just didn't have what he didn't have the look. Okay. And and, and in in my mind's eye, Ruben Stuttered should have been the guy that had a, a real star turn, and he got screwed by the American public. That's you know what I'm now. I'm actually in my my brain is very much in Tim Robinson mode because the new season of I Think You Should Leave drops next week. Yeah, I Tuesday. No idea. Yeah, I know That's it's amazing. incredible. Yeah, well, welcome, welcome to me telling you this. All I can think of with Ruben because none of those guys wrote their own songs, right? It was just a, the studio selected them to go. You're the package that we can give a bunch of songs to. And I know that there's, like, Kelly Clarkson fans now that are freaking out. They're like, she did it! Actually, maybe not. <laughs> she did her own! I'm like, all right. Uh, you, you know the sketch in I Think You Should Leave where he's giving out the hits? He's like, don't give it to Johnny! <laughs> it's like, that's that sketch, except for they were giving all the hits to Clay Aiken. Yes, Move, that's rock. it. Yeah, roll. Yeah, that's it. That's it. We just need to fly in. Yeah, I, what's the guy's name? Johnny Chris. To make to make a sick beat, that's it. Poor Ruben stuttered. He just didn't get the right. He just didn't get the right mixes. He didn't get no. this. He didn't get the full studio support. No, yeah. he had the, he had the true natural talents. He had the gifts, but yeah, they were given the the better yeah. songs to Clay Aiken. They were. And I will go to my deathbed believing yeah. that, having like <laughs> never heard either of them no, sing even I, a. A single note. I watched that full season with my mom, and I, here's the here's the <laughs> the you. truth. The truth is, I was never like, 
I hate this. I was like, is it yeah, on? Buddy. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I was like, I, is, it, is it time for Idol? Yeah, and you're guessing and who's going to win, who's going to get voted off. I was into it. I was definitely I've, into it. I've probably watched more than 50% of the all-time episodes of Keeping Up with the Kardashians, and I, I wouldn't say, like, I would Ooh. seek it out, but, like, I was entertained. There's a reason why it it, it ran for so long, right? Like yeah. it, it's 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 obviously awful, awful, awful. And I didn't feel good about myself, but it's not like I yeah. demanded it, it it be shut off at any. No, point. No, but when you're so usually when you're a guy, you have the move you have to do when you're watching shows like that, which is. You talk a little trash during it and try that's to right. ruin it just a touch that's for right. the woman you're watching. Which yeah. you're really like, that's so dumb. And they're like, yeah, yeah, shut up. And you're like, and yeah, but it's dumb, though. And they're like, you can yeah. leave. And you're like. For posterity. Yeah. yeah. No. So, so that people know if they ever, like, if anyone's ever watching or, like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, you go back in history. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If if they're actually recording this in one day, you know, yes. your Google Home is going to be like, here are the hours Ben Ennis logged watching <laughs> Kardashians. You're like, yeah, but play the tape of all the time you was dumb. I'll say I was saying it was dumb all the time, man. I was all over how dumb it was. You you got it on tape, Siri. You know what's going on. You know the truth. So, yeah, you just basically have to check in every once in a while. Like, I don't love this. That's, right. <laughs> That's it. That's right. That's 100% the only move you can do. But, yeah, you could easily just walk out of the room and go read a book. But, no. no. Yeah. Ooh, gross. <laughs> uh, no, and I honestly, and that is part of the appeal, uh, yeah. was actually just being able to talk during those shows. But for some reason, yeah, my wife, she would watch those shows, like, in total. Silence. You need to do, have a hundred percent of her attention and focus on the dialogue of, yeah. of keeping up with the Kardashians. I wasn't allowed. We to... were supposed to throw a party, but now the <laughs> caterer had to change last minute. <laughs> bum, bum, bum. And you're like, yeah, okay, that seems pretty manageable. Actually, when you yeah. have millions of dollars, like, no, it's a disaster. Someone's crying, and you're like, I can't look away from this. I get it. I've actually never. I don't think I've seen more than maybe two episodes of Kardashians because I actually. Not to brag to everybody here, I'm really not trying to stunt on everyone in this room because Austin was nodding his head and I, I can tell Joe Bo's been watching some Kardashians too. I actually did do the walk out of the room because I went, there's no way. I can't. Wow. I, this is, yeah, I, I, I could not. Talk about scruples. Yeah. I, I'm, uh, I'm a man of integrity. I'm a man of honor. <laughs> of there's no way to verify this no, dude, at all. Right? I, that's the thing though. I actually like, I can sit down and watch trashy television, right? If someone puts on... Like, I'm not going to actively seek out one of those shows where they renovate a house, right? Mm. I'm not going to ever... HGTV. I'm never going to yeah. sit down and go, ooh, I want to watch this, right? But if that's on, I could yeah. sit in front of that for 10 hours straight. And I work, rent work. an apartment. <laughs> like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're, no... we're house... We're House Hunters International over here. It's actually yeah. the only show that all four of us, it runs the gamut, me and my wife and my yeah. two children under 10 years old, we can all watch that show and say, hey, yeah, would, would I like to live in, like, this uh, Mexican house? villa? Yeah. 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 Oh, which house would I choose? Uh, yeah, no, we can we can do that one. The, the formula <sighs> is perfect. They have perfected it. It's, yeah. like, an absolute perfect 22 minutes of television you know what though so a lot of these things i i was i was either listening to a podcast or reading an article about this kind of television because it, it works with cooking shows too right is they actually it, it's it's manipulative where they go everyone wants to see a finished product even if you're not all that entertained with it mm -hmm. and that's the way they design chopped right where they always want to do the like and find out if this guy chopped is elite too by the way i used to watch me and my old roommate we would just crush chopped we were we worked in sports at night 
and we would just sit there all day long crushing chopped and then the two of us would be like what are we getting from uber eats because neither of us can cook a lick you know <laughs> i i watched like a thousand episodes of chopped and if they still to this day put one basket in front of me like what how are you going to do this i would go i i, I, I resign i have no shot yeah. here is there Soup. a deep fryer i'd be you like yeah deep fryer like, everything you know, i'm gonna get a big pot i'm gonna put everything in that big pot and i'll pour a bunch of water over it and boil and see what happens here and then dump it on a plate and be like stew i made a stew i'm a real <laughs> i'm from the yukon we do a lot of stews i'd play out my story that's the thing too the key with chopped is you got to have a good sob story right you got to you got to out sob story someone and who the charity's going to is is crucial okay so uh i got some thoughts on the nhl with you i got some thoughts on uh, potential hilarity with the Bucks, Nick Nurse, and the little love triangle that seems to be happening with mm-hmm. uh, the Raptors coaches. And I don't want to say they're rival, but I think a team they have history against and a player that they certainly have beaten and then wanted and whatever. And then I got some... I'm almost tired of talking about the Blue Jays right now because I just... I. It's weird. I, I don't have anything really positive to say about the team. Uh, and... It's not that I don't want to share some of the negative thoughts I have. It's just, what are you supposed to say at this point? Like, they stink. And I don't really see a path to getting a whole lot better right now because they're playing dudes named Clement? Clement? Yeah, Ernie. Big Ern. Big, yeah. big Ernie Clement. They, yesterday, Kevin Biggio hit a bomb. They went like, yeah. Clement, Biggio, Luke. So I'm like, what is happening here? What is Buddy, that- that's, it's called, it's called a punt. It's called, you got Yusei Kikuchi against Shane McClanahan. You got a day game after a night game care. it means yeah put the losers out there Dude, how many contenders don't have three guys like that lose, but like yeah have uh the b squad in okay that's, that's what it, it was automatic win night for for the race right. Let, let's let's actually start with this by the way should quickly note botano best bet streak is now at eight ray's first five at yeah. minus 120 was a nutso line that's, yeah that's good value oh my god dude yeah smashed it out of the park again eight in a row 11 of my last 12 best bets have hit. I, again, should be national news. Mm-hmm. People should be interacting. People should be hitting me up. They should be hitting me up in the DMs, following at JD Bunkus. It's a kind of, it's like Armin. We have a guy who just joined the show who mm-hmm. quit being an electrical engineer to be, oh my goodness. I know, in sports media. And <laughs> I know that's the proper reaction. Sorry, man. sorry. Apologies, no, dude, Armin. it's so funny, though, that that's the, the exact story. reaction that everyone has had, where it's like, <laughs> and I can go, for real? Like, you were there, you had that job, and now you're doing this? What are you talking about? And he's like, it wasn't my dream. It's like, oh, boy, it might be soon. <laughs> you, you're going to feel very whimsical about your time in electrical engineering not too long from now. But, uh, oh, I completely forgot where I just blanked. Oh, uh, you were talking about your best bets? Best oh, bets. yeah, best bets. Of course, yeah. Uh, I, basically, don't be an Armin and don't hate money is what I would say to you. Don't oh. hate money the way that Armin hates money. You should like money and follow the streak. Again, first five hits. But, yeah, yesterday, fine, sure. You can call it a punt game, whatever. I, these are a couple of things I couldn't stop thinking about. We'll start with Jace. Mm. One is that at this point, Jimmy Garcia is right off. Like, it's just done. It's over. You don't think so? You're still in on the Jimmy train? No, I wouldn't say that I'm in on Jimmy Garcia. He's been, like, yeah, not good this year. There is no doubt about it. But it's not like, okay, so May, what? You you want to DFA him? You want to... No, he's just out of leverage. Now you have to reshift. Yeah, you're going back to Anthony Bass and leverage, who stunk in it, and he's been good in low leverage, but Jimmy and leverage is done. 
I think you saw the last time that he will get the call before Nate Pearson now. Nate Pearson took his yeah, job yesterday. Nate Pearson, it's, so it's you got three now re- pretty reliable relievers. You got Romano, you got Swanson, and now Pearson is is the guy that's going to be, you know, the setup man depending on the matchups him and Swanson try and get it to Romano and then mm-hmm. yeah, against lefties if you find a pocket of, of lefties Tim Mesa, but that's that's about it as far as guys that are are reliable and and Jimmy you got to absolutely back out of leverage but I I don't like it, it, it is May like it is factually yeah, I'm not May. saying okay fine okay do that it's I mean No I'm I'm okay, like so what are you advocate you're saying like DFAM No I just I don't know why you're missing this over and over and over again I've said he's out of leverage you don't have yes, man the arms that you have down in AAA right now are Thomas stay. Hatch so there's clearly no one that's pushing him. And I, no, Zulueta stinks. Like the, yeah. It's amazing how many of those guys that, you know, People you thought, thought hey, somebody is going to hit, like None. Hayden Yinger, like he's going to maybe be a guy, or Zulueta, call him up. There's one they other all, guy, they too. All, they all stink. Anyway, it just, I, I know it's bullpens, and they, we've been basically well-versed in this now for three seasons where you go, it's hard to project the bullpen guys, like, I watch a lot of baseball because I like to gamble, and so I throw other baseball games on. And actually, the perfect example of this is like the Baltimore Orioles, who we just saw, where they – what was the guy's name? Jorge Lopez that they traded? they traded for Yanir Cano. So – the best reliever in baseball has not I mean. issued a walk yet this season. After yeah. being like one of the worst pitchers in all of baseball last season, yeah, that guy. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm well versed in the Yanir Cano oeuvre. So there's there's clearly, it's just like the Leafs losing. Like there's clearly a degree of luck, but are we really just putting it all on that? Why, it, like the Jays continuously try to do this thing of let's get the guys who have up and down track records who don't throw 97 plus. And let's see if they can continue to get guys with these different pitch mixes. And it's like, yeah, they that they don't work as well. It's three years of this. Find why can't they do what everyone else does, which is go get a bunch of velocity arms. And I was telling you this yesterday. I was talking to you briefly. But the biggest example of this, why it's even more frustrating, is before the season, Nate Pearson couldn't crack this roster. And people are going, wow, the bullpen doesn't have that guy in the back end that's so nasty. But they do have a depth of these normal guys that could be decent. But Nate Pearson needs to start down in the minors, even though he throws 100. And then Nate Pearson comes up and he goes, oh, yeah, actually, I can throw 100. And they go, you're one of our best guys. (laughs) It's a mystery to us. I I don't understand how this happens. Yeah, there are guys though, like I said, that throw hard in the minor leagues. Of course, that stink. man. Of course. No, but that that stink, right? Yes. Like they have those lottery ticket guys, like Zulueta. Not necessarily a lottery ticket guy. They kind of expected him to be something, mm-hmm. <laughs> maybe a starter, and and that seems to be well by the wayside. And Yinger, another one of those guys that throws pretty hard. They just haven't developed uh, into viable major league arms. And okay, but that's an deserve- issue too, though. They absolutely deserve to be criticized for that, 100. percent Like yeah. I, I don't, I don't know how you can disagree with that. That the Orioles, um, on a shoestring budget, that I imagine will balloon as the years progress, but like they haven't spent anything on any anybody, have created one of the best bullpens in all of baseball, and just quite frankly, the Blue Jays have not. Like they. They went out and acquired guys on the cheap that are still there and Trevor Richards and Adam Simber who, man, remember how bad this bullpen was that those guys were like a massive and necessary additions to the bullpen when Trent Thornton was getting leverage opportunities? Yeah. There, there was a day where that was the case, mm-hmm. um, but that's the bar we're talking about here. No, no question, bullpen 
construction has been an issue for this front office. Yeah, I will say that they're they're missing Zach Pop, who I truly believe is yeah. the future Again, setup man. Upper nineties. Yeah, 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 I like Pop, and that that was actually when they made that trade. Bass was clearly the immediate guy for the team, yeah. but he's the dude who. I, I, you and I have talked about Pop all the time. He's actually high up in my confidence rankings. With he's top four when he comes back from injury to me. Yep. To me right now. I mean, he leapfrogs Jimmy, I think. The oh, way what are you talking Jimmy's about? No question. Gone, so. Yeah, buddy. Guess who else leapfrogs Jimmy? Anyone with a pulse that can throw baseball that's a professional on this Anthony team. Anthony Bass has kind of turned it around recently. That's I know, but it's low leverage with Bass. <laughs> but that's where I'm at with this. This is how out on Jimmy I am. I think Bass has leaped him on the depth chart. And Bass, for a while this season, was the human victory cigar or <laughs> the white flag. He was just, hey, that's Anthony, right. get in there and mop it up. And he's like, do you guys see the th- my wife was had to pick up her garbage? I'm like, yeah, yeah, just go out there. I got that stewardess fired, though, you guys. I got her. <laughs> we nailed her. <laughs> we, we nailed that stewardess. She's donezo in this town. Um, so, yeah, I just it's, – it's really frustrating to feel that – and, and now the Jays are doing the two things that I think are the most frustrating elements of watching a baseball team, and that's why I guess I'm a little bit more frustrated, is that they, they can't hit with runners in scoring position, and they don't have a reliable bullpen. And those are the two things. You and I have done this bit before of what's the worst thing to watch with a baseball team, and it's like those two are the top two things. Oh, yeah. Blowing, I mean, the good thing, though, is there's been no leads to blow, so yeah, that's, 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 that's a positive thing. Yeah. No, the offense, <clears throat> so if I was going to... I won't, I won't take you off your bullpen take because it's a, a totally legit and real take that this bullpen is an issue. We knew it would be an issue going into the season. Well, and also, an it's just, like I know you said it's May, even though it's actually June, but whatever. Um, it, it's, it's, it's still May, though. Yeah, but it's June. Um, but anyways. <laughs> but it's, it's not, though. It's like May. But it's also, you would agree that it's June. Uh, no, so, I <laughs> <laughs> You should. You should because it is. It's June. Uh, Red stew, everybody. Red stew. Get your buddy, buddy, buddy. Uh, so... The thing with the bullpen thing is this it, – it, sorry, I, I want you to continue down the offense train. It's just – to me, you give the offense more leeway right now because, one, is a lot of those guys do have better track records and guys are in slumps, whatever, and that they've historically done well with offenses versus the and, bullpen is a year-over-year issue where you go, yes. why would I – why would I believe that all of a sudden these guys are going to be studs when every year you guys suck at building a bullpen and you did it again? Congrats. You I'm, did it again. Yes. Okay, well, so you suck the life out of my uh, out of my my offense take because sorry. you just like preemptively agreed with me, which oh, okay, is no sorry. fun at all. Yeah, but yeah, no, the the offense is actually going to be fine, and it's crazy to stack up the the offensive numbers through now 50 games compared to what it was through 50 games last season mm-hmm. and how they're actually outperforming what they did a season ago, including home runs, which is mind-boggling. Mm-hmm. Um, and that has to do with, hey, offense is improving as the season goes along. But, like, even, you know, compare them to the rest of the American League East. They're, they're like, right behind the Rays in just about everything, right? Like, they're top 10 in everything outside of hitting with runners in scoring position and, and the power is is not elite either but again wasn't elite at this point in the season last year ended up as one of the the better power hitting teams in all of baseball and i understand teoscar hernandez mm-hmm. was hurt in the early in the season last year i get that okay i get it yeah. also dalton varsho hit more home runs than teoscar did a season ago um but no the offense actually is like the least of my worries i i i am like you worried about mm-hmm. the bullpen um and I'm worried about, honestly, also the injury luck catching up to them because yeah, they've been the so tremendously healthy that, that that can't continue all season long. Well, that's – so the bullpen, by the way, is 21st in reliever war, um, which isn't great. <laughs> I will say, though, that 
if there is a positive, I really do think Nate Pearson might be a guy that they, sure. they might have unearthed Pearson. And ultimately, as frustrating as this is right now, if you do have Romano, Pearson, and hopefully the Swanson th- stuff lately is just a bit of overuse and that he just starts to normalize and look more like the guy from the earlier part of the year, having those three guys is actually, and then p- potentially like Pop plus potentially Chad Green, that, that's the reason for optimism for me, where I go, okay, well, actually now you could have a handful of guys. If, if there's, there's an upside to those five, right? There's, there's a real upside to those five. Now maybe the bullpen doesn't feel as thin. The, the bats, I'm with you. I think there's going to be positive regression. I really do believe that. I mean, I have to believe that Varsho is going to have a really hot month because otherwise I'll be in disarray. <laughs> like I just, I'm, I'm sitting here every night going, it's fine, man. You will have a month where you're just tearing the cover off the baseball and everyone's going to go, JD, you know, you thought this guy stunk. Can you call them Varsho for four? And I'll go, fine. Yeah, I, I was trying to motivate him because I want him to be good. It's funny. If he could just OPS 720, I think he'd be my favorite Blue Jay because I just, I love that he's a little tank that runs around and bashes into stuff. And the way he runs on the base Paz is just a demon. When he runs down first, when he's beaten out a ground ball, it's the most exhilarating part of the Blue Jays game to me. Uh, but anyways, when he's not just striking out every single time. So yeah, I do think that. It's just... It's not encouraging when you have a game like yesterday where, yeah, Luke's, Cavan, Clement, and you go... Earn. Big earn. And you go... So, <laughs> they're, one, they're one injury away from that, huh? Like... So there's a realistic scenario like, oh, sorry. Now it's May, by the way. It's May again. I just want to say it's May. It's May. And you're playing those three guys in one game. It just seems rather interesting to me. Now back to June. Over to you. Yeah, well, and also now Tyler Heineman is probably going to be on this team as I don't know how severe the oh, Danny yeah. Jansen injury is. So like, and he's apparently really good at magic. So like, maybe that's like a clubhouse thing. Mm. Like he'll start doing his magic in the clubhouse, and and I'm intrigued, and, and and that'll maybe you know you know change things. I don't know from a karmic. Uh, maybe he'll use like the dark arts maybe to mm. to, to add uh, something to this Blue Jays team. Yeah, mm. I don't. I, those guys are not. Uh, core pieces of this Blue Jays team. But yeah, I mean, if you want to point out another flaw in this team is that the bottom of the roster also stinks, right? Like, Mm -hmm. they have had Nathan Lucas on this. Like, it was only a couple of days ago that they got their first hit out of the guy at the bottom of the roster because him and Jordan Luplo, nobody had even (laughs) registered a base hit like a month and a half into the season from the 26 roster spot. And that guy's not supposed to be a superstar, but like, a base hit, and they finally got one the other day. So, yeah. so congratulations to them. But yeah, those those are not the guys that are going to make this team do whatever it is that it does. I know people freak out when you reveal stuff like this because they go, "It's your job," and how do you not know this when you're this? I had no idea that Clement existed before yesterday, no, and I cover this team for to. a living, and I have no idea. He shows up, he's in the game, and I'm like, I I said I texted you. He looks like the son of a good of a coach of a good little league team. <laughs> Like that, that's his <laughs> mo. He's like he hits for average, baby. He does all the things right. He yeah, he runs yeah. he runs the base as well. He's listening. He's there. He's like, come on, guys, listen to my dad. He's good. He's giving us good <laughs> tips here. That's him. That was Clement yesterday. Anyway, speaking of magic, let's take a break and talk about the Florida Panthers. Sportsnet 590, the fan. All right, man, that hits so hard, eh, Tina Turner? That's she nasty. Was good and stuff. She was pretty damn good. That original version is 
yeah, puts in perspective all the... Because there's a million covers, right? CCR has, I think, the best cover of it. But mm-hmm. that original version, that slow, like, beating in the baritone kicks, and you're like... Whoosh. You know who I bet has a cover of that? Is uh, Ruben Stuttered. Yeah, he should. That's actually yeah. the path to his comeback. You're his agent now, I think. I think that you're the first guy to advocate for him in like 15 yeah. years. So, I'm going to go to that Walmart yeah. where he's working at a greed, as a no, greeter, dude, and I'm going to say, you about? come on, let's get back on the, on the horse, Ruben. Yeah, yeah. I'm leaving that one there. All right, so last night, was that a goal? The walk-off? Yeah, of course. Of course mm, it was. I, I don't think so. Oh, my God. You're ridiculous. No, I'm not. I I actually thought that was the most obvious one. Like, I was surprised that the panel was, like, that wasn't enough to overturn. And Elliot made a good point where he said, unless, it, they, if they call it a goal, it's got to be, like, hyper-conclusive. From my vantage point, like, he sticks a stick in between his legs. Oh, my God. But you're a former goalie. No, so but like that, everything, I hate when people goalie say goalie. It. it's like I was a child. Like I was, you know, yeah. 16 years know, old. It was 100 I mean, years his, ago. History would tell us that you you are always defending the goalies. No, I, dude, I'm just telling you that the second I saw it, I went, oh, that's 100% coming back and we're headed to overtime. Oh he can't. He, he's like, it stops him from being able to push off. Do I? Here's what I'll say. I think he would have scored on Freddie Anderson regardless of it. Right? Mm-hmm. I do. I think this is a two things can be true. But to me, like, if you stick your stick in between a goalie's legs and you even touch his pad, it's like, you know when you're running and your friend pushes you and it just, like, you go flying, right? That's what that is, is you're just, it, it impedes his ability to push off properly. And so I just went, well, obviously this at least infected him to a certain degree. How do you make that a goal? Anyway, I was surprised that it happened. But I actually wonder when they called up to the situation room, I'm just joking here, just so everybody knows. But they called it down. They went, buddy, we just got another game-winning goal from Matthew Kachuk. We're not taking that off the board. If there's been one thing that we've gotten from the Stanley Cup playoffs in terms of success, it's been the story of Matthew Kachuk. It's going to stand. Another game-winning goal, three in overtime. I think five game-winning goals now in the postseason. And he's got... He's got the personality and the, 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 the family lineage. Like, all these things are lined up for him to actually be a star, right? He's, he's yeah. right there. He's got a brother who's in the league. He's got a dad who was in the league. He has a good, funny relationship with his father where a lot of, you know, did you see TNT yesterday where Gretzky is joking about his dad and everyone likes doing it. He's not afraid to do interviews. He's not afraid to be himself. Big he, personality. Big like personality. He's got- He's, he's, yeah, he's got the thing that we always talk about with this sport. The guys are so afraid to talk about themselves or, yeah, Bingo. shine a spotlight on their personality. He's not afraid. And here he is not only doing this, but doing it with style, doing it yeah. differently than other players, doing it with the mouth guard, like an individual where it's a different look, right? Chewing on the mouth guard, hammering home goals in difficult areas, and he's tough, he's scrappy, he's just everything that you would want in a team. He also is someone who got traded there and basically just completely changed the culture just individually. I even think about his dad talking about the the group on radio a few months before the playoffs, talking about how his team wasn't tough enough, wasn't hard enough. Yes. And yeah, Matthew, oh, he, 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 man, he, he was them. more explicit than that. He yeah. called them soft. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, Sheldon Keefe once like in passing mentioned softness of the Toronto Maple Leafs and had to do like a week long yeah. retraction tour. 
Yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> so I, he called it, them soft. Explicitly a, said they're too soft to win. A few more Leafs fans than Panthers fans, I would say, even at this point. <laughs> but do you think that this guy can actually become like what is he to the league now? Because they've been often criticized through this run about not marketing their stars better. Guys like Charles Barkley step up and they talk about it. And I know yeah. like. You and I get way too in the weeds in terms of we're in it, right? And so yes. it's hard sometimes to see the forest through the trees. But do you think that Matthew Kachuk is already – he's clearly one of the faces of the league now. I wonder where he sort of is in terms of his import. And how is, – is this the story of the playoffs, that the NHL has actually developed a star who we're going to be able to point to and say that's the toughness, that's the clutch, that's the grit, that's the lineage, that's all – he's the total package. They actually have an opportunity to market a guy who is – yeah, you, almost impossible not to market well. Yeah, and I wonder how different that looks in Calgary, right? Like, I mean, if Calgary's making a deep playoff run, like he's obviously in the spotlight. And and it's not like Sunrise, Florida is is New York City or anything, mm. but it is. Um, yeah, That's the I, problem. I That's the next I, step is that it's like the market, it just, you know, they... <sighs> They were doing the wave last night when it's a four when it's a three two game at the Panthers. I'm looking at this and going, no one's here to watch the team. They're here because they're like, yeah, there's cheap tickets and the Panthers are doing well. They're like, oh yeah. I, like, I thought how many people in that arena that were there last night knew the Panthers were doing well until like the day or two before when a friend offered know. them tickets. I, I really don't know what what the the history like what the fan base is like do they have 30,000 like really diehard fans that are all packing the building like i i think i don't think that's unreasonable to think that there's 30,000 fans in south in south florida right cuz they play at a mm-hmm. sunrise but like they draw from miami like that there's in one of the the biggest media markets in the united states like mm-hmm. southern florida that they can't find 30,000 diehard fans i find that hard to believe and they're cheap like relative to like leaf playoff tickets but they're still like hundreds of dollars, but yeah, back to the Matthew Kachuk of it all. I think he's number yeah, why two. Why can't what what why can't he be the the face of the league right well, now? Well, because like, Connor McDavid he, exists. Well, I get it, but if he wins a cup here, mm-hmm. right? Like, and he and he's willing, right? And and Connor McDavid's gotten better, and and you know we've seen a little bit more of his personality. And I will say honestly, like the commercials with him and Gretzky have kind of like added to the to the Connor McDavid cachet. But if we see. In a couple of weeks here, Matt Kachuk hoisting the cup over his head and continuing to to make headlines in the offseason with what will be an incredible celebration tour. And Brooks Kepka's there with him and going on podcasts all over the place because that's the other thing. Like, he won't be afraid to continue to to, to hype up his own star. Like, I, I could see it. Mm. I, I don't think that he can pass Connor McDavid because it just – Every single person in hockey will always extol the, you know, gospel of McDavid. And he's someone where you just need to see him for two seconds and go, oh, no, this is a guy who is the man. Like, he's he's just incredible. He's completely different. It, it, it just, I, I don't think, like, he's, even if you don't market him the same way as Kachuk, like, he doesn't do as many interviews or podcasts or he doesn't have the same personality, which I actually think McDavid does have a sneaky, decent, marketable, yeah, attitude to him where the guy clearly wants to win he's not afraid to speak up on some of the rules of the game and about some of the yeah just i he's not afraid to talk about hockey there was a moment this year i can't remember what it was 
but I went, damn, this... No, Olympics. He's talked about the Olympics, but no, there was a moment in hockey where there was like a bad hockey culture story and McDavid stepped up and was like, yeah, no, this isn't the way things should be. And I went, dude, this guy's awesome. He's not afraid of... Anything like he's a pretty fearless player. He's a pretty fearless speaker from a hockey player standpoint. His game is so unique. Uh, He's just he's going to be the face. The league has to figure out an absolutely a better way to market him. They got to put him in more spaces. They've got to figure out how to. Yeah, just put him out there more. But I think Matthew Kachuk is going to be number two. He's an American born player. And yeah, there's a very like there's a decent chance that he's going to win a Stanley Cup here and be the face of that cup. It's not going to be Bobrovsky. He might be the story. He might have the Giguere-like run where we remember this one as, like, in the Giguere realm. But Kachuk is going to be the guy that I think benefits the most from the Stanley Cup run out of any individual player. He's the guy that the league can market the best. It's just a question of whether or not it'll resonate based on where he plays. Yeah, um, and all those things being true... It's it's hard not to look at what happened with him and 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 obviously like the the Flames put into a horrible spot where they know he's going to leave and had no choice but to trade him. But him deciding, hey, I don't want the smoke of this Canadian market, going to a place that had a chance to win. But obviously, yeah, like as much as I want, I want to believe that there's thirty thousand diehard hockey fans in South Florida, it's clearly not the same as playing in a legitimate hockey market. And everything's come up roses for him. How do you not? Look at that story. If you are playing in one of those hockey crazed markets in this country specifically, and say, mm-hmm. "Man, I want what he has. Like, I want, I want to do that same thing. Like, I, I can have it all, right? Like, I can, I can be one of the faces of the league. I can continue to build my star. I don't have to deal with the scrutiny and the pressure uh, of 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 the media." horde and the crush every single day and i can wear flip-flops to the arena like it's 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 man it's it i know if it were me it would be hard hard not to look at that and say i want that so there's actually a couple things as it relates to the leafs with this for me is one People will point to this as an example of, well, this is why you trade a guy away because you want to be like the Panthers who had a bit too much of a country club atmosphere and, you know, it was a too much of a soft team and they went out and they got the gritty player and they they changed the attitude of the team. They became more of a playoff-style team. But I don't look at it that way. I actually think that Matthew Kachuk is a case about keeping your players because what's lost in this is like, no, 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 he was the best player in the deal, <laughs> which is... Yeah the move that the Leafs have to make if they're going to trade one of their core four players. They're not going to trade one of their core four and get back a better guy. They're not going to get Matthew Kachuk. What they're going to get is a version of the Kachuk trade, which is a two-for-one, you know, where you go, oh, well, they got a Huberdo and a Uyghur, and they lost a Marner. And that's the part of this that I'm I'm like, damn, you're, you can make a case for either side, but... It just it is a reminder of how dangerous trading a best guy in a in a deal can be. Yeah, uh, there's no question about. It. I mean, you also should know that yeah, when you get a Huberdo, that you're not getting a guy who's like his point total is going to like be cut in half, and, mm-hmm. and maybe as the result of having a head coach that, that doesn't necessarily mesh with him. Like, yeah, I mean, we we are talking Huberdo, a guy that was a hundred point guy a season ago too, right? Mm-hmm. Like that 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 is a huge part of it. But it was hard to deny that Kachuk was the best player in the deal. It clearly was was the best player in the deal. Like so, mm-hmm. what you're you like revisionist history? They just hold on to Kachuk the the whole season. No, they could then... never do that. No, no, no. He was he forced their hand. No, 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 no. That's not what I'm saying at all. It's just a reminder that when we're talking about the Maple Leafs, where they're in a spot where they're gonna 
Okay, so there's the reports that Shanahan has told all the guys that he wants to have the core four back, but you go, what's that actually worth? Because, of course, he would be telling them that, that right now. What's he going to do? Have a phone call and be like, it could be you, <laughs> right? Yeah. Right? Like, uh, any day now, uh, could be you, could be you, could be you. Um, yeah, obviously not doing any of that. So, like, I, I get that. But when they're doing this trade, it's just, it's a... It, I think that it has mostly been looked through the lens of, hey, that's why you have to make a trade is you need to shake things up because the Panthers were the president's trophy winners and they had a good roster and they were right there, but you need to shake things up. I just, I'm saying that there is another way of looking at it, which is you trade the best player in a deal. You can take a huge step back as an organization. It's a very, very tricky thing to do, especially under the gun. Anyways, um, you see the reports on, you got anything else on this? I'm actually, I just want to say I'm back in on the Stanley Cup finals now my bitterness is over the Panthers have moved on I have zero care that the Panthers won like people have sent me so many tweets about DMs about like hey the Panthers and the Leafs lost them they're not gonna blow up the Carolina Hurricanes I'm like all right well one is if I was the Hurricanes I'd be actually one of the teams calling about Mitch Marner yeah. Uh, and I would also be pointing to the fact that we were missing multiple of our best players in this series and that we still did outplay them like anyway I just I don't think that the Carolina sweep was the like the Toronto Maple Leaf sweep. I never I watched a bunch of those games. I never saw one where Carolina yeah. completely went to but bed. But they have they have a similar issue though, right? Yeah, it's scoring in tight. It's creating mm-hmm. those 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 playoff styles. And that was always their thing. Chances. Yeah, that yes. was always their thing. Yeah, so it's a similar. I mean, the only other take is that yeah, the Flames did have more regular season points than the Florida Panthers, and and I, I know this is not. This is kind of it does stand out because we you know we're talking about the Avalanche being a pretty dominant regular season team, and then you got the dynasty of the Lightning. So not exactly like eight seeds that have you know just emerged in the postseason, but you can do it this way. That this is obviously the sport that is it's most likely to take a team that's in the second lower half of the draw and and go on an incredible postseason run mm-hmm. and so much of the sport is goaltending obviously but yeah that you know everybody points to Kyle Dubas's tenure and it being so great because of the regular season success and that's they, that that can work for you no question not if you win the president's trophy though that seemingly it does not work for teams because it's I mean the the success rate of converting those into Stanley Cups mm-hmm. is pretty low but it's really not necessary and like it feels like we're kind of at a DeMar DeRozan Raptors state with this this Leafs team that yeah it, it's almost like a bad thing if if they put too much import on on the regular season who cares like yeah. home ice advantage irrelevant none of it matters like it, it's just so irrelevant what yeah. happens during the just get into the playoffs yeah and it. you gotta you gotta build a playoff team like yeah yep. that's the point is like get there you should have enough talent that can carry you through the regular season no matter what but yeah you got to try to do a better job of building a playoff team and I do think Dubas tried that at the deadline. It was just, yeah, you tried to graft it onto a core that wasn't ready for that. It was it was too much change, and it, it just didn't work. Like, it didn't take. The surgery didn't take. Okay, so um, I'm back in on hockey. I'm excited for the Stanley Cup final, even though, yeah, I wasn't. These conference finals didn't do too much for me, and I know there's people that were like, the games are all good. It's like, they're going to play the minimum amount of games likely. <laughs> like, it's not, that's not a successful round. They need a good cup final. They need it with Kachuk. They need it with just, yeah, a, a Vegas team that people are at least familiar with now because of year-over-year success. And again, speaking of building a playoff team, like that's kind of the, the example of it. But anyways, I'm excited for the potential of that Stanley Cup final. But did you see this uh, Mark Stein report on the Milwaukee Bucks? Which one? Okay, so apparently, according to Mark Stein, Giannis, his favorite to be the coach of the Milwaukee Bucks is Adrian Griffin the Raptors assistant coach, not Nick Nurse. That's really bizarre. 
that is really strange. And I know Adrian Griffin has gotten some love and he's gotten a chance to step in for Nick Nurse uh-huh. when he's been away from the team. And it's it's hard to know with any of these guys that are assistants that have never stepped into the big chair whether mm-hmm. it's going to work for them. But that is really weird that he wouldn't, you know. I, I The Nick Nurse thing would have made uh, total sense, right? Like this is a guy that, uh, yeah, well, what a scheme. He decided that, you know, one of the league's best defenders should defend me, uh, and that would <laughs> change the entire series. I get that. But that he would go below Nick Nurse and say, Adrian Griffin's my guy. Like, I don't even know how you end up with that opinion. Like, are you mm-hmm. seeing what Adrian Griffin's doing in in timeouts? And you're like, that's, no, no, that's the real guy. No, I think that these guys have relationships around the league. It's pretty clear. And he probably knows them. And he likes him, and he believes in him, and he thinks he's a good coach. They've probably had conversations, and he likes the guy. I, you're right. It is interesting to think about like how they come to this determination of you're the coach, you're the coach that I want, versus Nick Nurse, who has genuinely won a championship. I actually wondered if it's just it. It actually is the other thing, which I, I think it, it's fair to at least discuss it. Is that Giannis maybe looks at Nick Nurse and is like. I don't want to see that guy every day, the guy that took a championship for me and who I think is annoying and is crying at the referees all the time and seems like a hard ass to be around. I don't I don't want that in the building. And I thought that with some of these star these star driven players, right? People are talking about how he might be the Philadelphia coach. I'm like, mm-hmm. Joel Embiid openly has mocked Nick Nurse. Mm-hmm. I I'm sure they can get along. I'm not saying that that that's it's not like sports isn't full of that situation all the time, right? Someone doesn't get along with somebody then they show up, their teammates or whatever, they start to get along. But a coaching one is a bit different. And I like the guy having a real track record against these Eastern Conference opponents, I, I just wonder what part this plays in things when they're asking the players and going, hey, would you want Nick Nurse? And then all of a sudden Giannis and Embiid, if those two guys are out there going, I'd rather not. Mm. And especially the likes of those two where you cannot lose either of them if you're either organization. So right. they probably have a little bit more power, a little bit more sway in these things. I don't know. I just I, wonder, I thought it was though. interesting. But, like, at least publicly, um, Giannis was defending Jason Kidd, right? Like, and he, he seemed loved, to have a but, good but he loved Jason Kidd. He loved yes, Jason Kidd. I know. So, like, this is, I mean, yeah, you have to defer to him. And if he's like, I'm going to leave if you make this move, like, you obviously have to listen to that. But I don't know how much sway, honestly, if he says, I would prefer Adrian Griffin over the guy who's been coach of the year and won a championship, whether. Bucks ownership is like, yeah, that's that's cool, man. But would you also accept the guy that was those things and and did scheme up a, a, a plan to shut you down and 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 win an Eastern mm-hmm. Conference Final against you? Would you be okay with that? I'm I I would be shocked if if he said no to that. So I do wonder how much sway because like again publicly we heard him and maybe behind the scenes he was like, yeah, no, this Jason Kidd guy's got to go or Budenholzer has got to go. Like this is ridiculous that we only won one championship. Uh, over this span is is a joke, and we just lost the eight seed as the best team in, in the NBA. But like at least publicly, it doesn't seem like the franchise is going the in the direction that he's indicated as far as the head coach. Yeah. By the way, Adrian Griffin also has a championship. Okay, it's just not okay. he's yes. was on he was right. on the coaching he was on the bench. So do they have an assistant coach of the year? I mean, I think your assistant coach of the year is based upon your reputation in the league and that, yeah, you're an attractive hire around basketball. So, yeah, I think that right now, based on the names that have been kicked around, there's like there's three assistant coaches of the year and they're Chris Quinn, Adrian Griffin and uh, Jordy Fernandez. And those three guys are up for jobs and they're really in the mix on things. Their names are out there a ton. And so you would assume that. Those three are highly attractive. I, I don't think the Adrian Griffin thing can work here in Toronto. And yeah, maybe I'll change my tune if he's here and have success. But it's just weird to think about 
Nick Nurse getting fired and then them doing the exact same thing they did before, which is promoting another assistant, feels like there needs to be a little bit more of a shift, a little bit more of a change. And I'm going to do a bunch of Raptors stuff as the offseason goes on here because I actually think that they're getting a little bit more interesting with stuff like the Portland report of we're shopping three and the fact that those two teams talked last year at the draft about number seven and what could get done between the two potentially for a bit of a reset for the Raps, but stay competitive. Anyway, um, but I do think that it would be... I don't think this is going to happen, but it would be the funniest outcome possible is if the Celtics came back in the series, pushed back, Joe Mazzulla keeps this job. That's not an opening. The Suns hire Chris Quinn. (laughs) The Bucks hire Adrian Griffin. Griffin. And then the Sixers are basically the last. No, no, no. no. The Sixers, yeah. Embiid says no. And then Nick Nurse becomes the head coach of the Detroit Pistons. (laughs) (laughs) Like that's. With Dwayne Casey as his boss. Yes, dude. That's obviously can't have because of that. But my God, would that be (laughs) funny? And Dwayne every day is just stripping down the roster worse and worse, like ruining Nick Nurse's coaching record. He's just like, yeah, I think we're going to sit Cade Cutting. Him. We're just gonna make sure we're gonna tank again this year, Nick. He's like, nah, let's go, let's do that. <laughs> just torture him for years, right? He's oh like, uh, yeah, he's what's their Game of Thrones guy, Ramsey's Bolton, just keeping him in the cage. He's his reek. He's like, you reek now. <laughs> that would be hilarious, man. I think that would be great. That's a win for Raptors fans. I got to tell you, that would be the ultimate win outcome. Anyways, uh, before you go, um, be off of this story, was there ever a time that? Yeah, you were involved in either a love triangle, because I think that's kind of what this is, or passed up over a job you think you deserved. Um, well, not directly, because I will say, and I haven't had a because I, I I don't get fired from jobs except for you know when I worked. Boy, that was tempting job. fate, I, huh? That was I really know, I don't get fired from jobs. Furiously, clip that. I, I, I've only been fired from one job in my life, and that Me was too. hey. Like, listen, respect to, to that job. And I wasn't even fired. I was just, like, wasn't asked back the next year. But I uh, mm, I was working in a, in a golf uh, back shop. And, yeah, the... That's definitely the, being fired. If you didn't get asked back to that <laughs> job, you were fired, buddy. I hate to inform you. That's a firing. <laughs> well, nice and understandably so. Because we used to hit uh, range balls out of the back of the back shop and mm-hmm. over the 18th fairway. Yeah, and once we did that, idea. while the pro was uh-huh. playing the 18th hole. And also, he caught us doing, like, donuts in the golf carts on the driving range. So, yeah, like, I get it. Um, but every job that I've interviewed for, like, if I've, if I've had an interview mm-hmm. for that job, no big deal gotten the job now that i don't it's not like i've been on 50 interviews in in my life but no but i didn't like, ask I, you if you were fired i was like you were passed over for something yeah that's a no i didn't uh i i mean there's there's been promotions or certain opportunities within jobs i think we mm-hmm. could say that i i i i felt a little bit of regret about and mm-hmm. and maybe some jealousy about but not like there's no nothing that sticks out tremendously what about you? Mm, I think the same where this here's, here's what I will say. It's tough in this business too, when you're not even asked to be a part of stuff that you know, you would be great at. And that's where I would look at Nick nurse and say, damn, that would suck because you don't think Nick nurse looks at that Milwaukee team and says, yeah, I would be the best coach for this job over Adrian Griffin. He's my assistant. Like there's a reason why he was, I'm the man. I was the man. I've got the proven track record you going with someone else because maybe you don't like me when we could be creating the best product. That's where I go. I could, I could feel a bit of that. <laughs> I, could, I could relate to Nikki Nurse on that one a little bit. I could, I could see how that could happen a touch. Get more specific. Yeah. Oh, no, no, thank you. <laughs> 
No, thank you. There have been some projects. All right. There have been some things. Anyways, uh, it's time for my Botano Best Bet. By the way, speaking of golf pros, this is it's time for Botano Best Bets. Uh, brought to you by Botano Sportsbook, my favorite sportsbook, the only one that I use. I know the one that Ennis uses too. Um, cause we were at the Jays game the other day and yeah, we were all hammering winners on best yeah, bets because that's what I've been doing is making people rich because eight best bets in a row, eight in a row, 11 of 12. Let's keep it going. Let's keep it humming. Um, I, this is not my best bet, but I will say that I actually saw this on the internet yesterday and it, it needs to be done, but whatever the next golf tournament is in the PGA, I don't even know the name of it. Michael block, the golf pro is minus two fifty to miss the cut. I might put every dollar I own on that. Like, how could you not? He was a spectacular story. He is. I'm rooting. For, I will be kind of rooting against my own fortune for this guy because he's so cool. I like having him around. And yeah, every time he speaks, I like him more. But that's an insane number, man, for him to miss the cut. He's a club pro. Let's be realistic here. Minus 250. That's outrageous. So. Uh, that's my. Unless he's got a few more holes in one in his in his holster, like you know, that's actually a part keeps... of his game. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, I'm the hole in one guy. That'd be a good thing to be, you know. Charles Schwab challenge. Oh, it's the Schwab challenge, Dennis. Remember the Charles Schwab challenge? Remember they brought him on? Oh yeah, I don't. It's is Chuck Schwab like the actual Chuck yeah. Schwab? Is he alive or it's probably like his? I don't know who it was, right? but I remember yeah, when like it was fan. like just coming out of pandemic times, and this was one of those. <laughs> Sporting events that we tried to put a little bit more spin on, and yeah, yeah. it didn't really end up that Remember way. when you thought the Valspar was the most important golf tournament? Yeah, I still do to this day. I love Valspar. Anyways, my best bet tonight is pretty clear and simple. I'm taking the Miami Heat plus eight and a half, okay? I just, I, I don't think Boston's going to blow them out in two straight games. I think that number's a little too high. I bet it in the first game. I'm betting it now. Miami Heat plus eight and a half. That is your Botano best bet. Let's go for nine in a row. Subscribe to the podcast. Leave five stars. Share it. Hit me up.